Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. This is Dan. And this is Brendan. And this is Come, come Through, through queen. queen. Well, Brendan, we have a lot to talk about this week. Yeah. So, I think we're going to just jump right into the news. We have some big news going on. Uh, the first story, which I kind of clued you into this <laughs> week, uh, is uh, Anna Wintour was on the Seth Meyers show, I don't know, last night, the night before, mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, who's watching that? But she told an interesting story of how she was at Kanye's uh, fashion show at Madison Square Garden and left in tears. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the headline of all the reports of the story, but like when you get down deeper, it gets Because she more... was so moved by the fashions. Well, I, I more <laughs> picture like the Kardashians attacking her, <laughs> like Nori biting her. But, um, so apparently she was on uh, the Seth Meyers show. And she was like, oh yeah, the reason I was sitting by myself in that section was because I like to show a prompt uh, and no one else had arrived yet. So then eventually like the Kardashians and Jay-Z arrive and then Jay-Z ducks out 45 minutes early and then Anna figures that she can leave early and then she winds up in the basement of Madison Square (laughs) Garden and she explains that she's in tears and then somehow the the coach of her son's... This is my favorite part. (laughs) The coach of her son's team... Of some sport, recognized her, and he was a security guard, and he was a security guard, and he let her out of the basement. (laughs) I just there's just so many great parts of this story. Just like Anna Wintour wandering around in the basement of Madison Square Garden, crying. Crying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm glad that she wasn't crying over the fashions. I'm glad she wasn't crying over her interactions with Cam or anything. Mm -hmm. Like her being lost is. Something, like, relatable. And she used... She said... She referred to North as Nori. Yeah. 
As her, she said, as her friends like to call her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cute. I, Anna's never been known as like a very personable queen. So. Yeah, but I think she's become a lot more self-aware in recent years after like the Devil Wears Prada came out. Oh yeah, yeah. So she'll like appear on like Seth Meyers. She's been on Seth Meyers a lot for some reason. Oh. She was like a part of his like kickoff show. Ugh. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's that's it for that story, but. If, and even more important news, uh, page six reports Bethany Frankel is a solo act. First of all, can I say that I just love when page six writes about the Real Housewives of New York City? Yes. Because they're so, in, the Real Housewives are so invested in page six and the drama that goes on. Well, it's a very symbiotic relationship. Uh-huh. Both like page six loves the New York Housewives and the New York Housewives love being uh-huh. mentioned in page six. So the, head, the, the headline is Bethany Frankel won't do press with the other housewives. Uh, so some of the other housewives co-stars are feeling put out because Frankel won't do press with them. Other cast members feel that although they may be a dysfunctional family, they are a family. They are a family. And it's an ensemble cast, says an insider. And then a rep for Frankel said, Bethany appears solo because she's a hugely successful skinny girl brand. A TV production company, a compelling personality, and is immensely quotable. She's the perfect guest. Could you imagine referring to yourself as immensely quotable? Yeah. Also, what has Bethany produced with this television production company? Uh, I mean, besides her show, which is no longer in the air. Wasn't that produced by Ellen? Maybe it was like a friend, like a, a partnership. I don't know. Okay. But either way, I wanted to say that... I love the promotional tour leading up to Rosalind New York, like Lou, Sonia, Ramona, all acting like wackadoos on oh, yeah. all the shows. I love when they appear on like the fifteenth hour of the Today Show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with Kathy Lee and Hoda. Yeah. Some wines, they're in their element. Uh, so you know, I'm not Team Bethany on this. I mean, Beth's loss. Yeah, honestly, no one's tuning in for just you, Beth. We want yeah. we want to see you all together. Yeah. So that's it for this week's news. Uh, so many shows have aired since we last spoke. It was a very busy week. Yeah, we had to cut shows that like we cared about a little bit, but they just we weren't just as important. To, we just couldn't talk about them. Um, and you know, normally a secrets revealed isn't that newsworthy at all. Newsworthy, or even like so, canon in some respects. <laughs> so for people who don't really know what secrets revealed. Is because you don't tune in after the reunion of a Real Housewives show. After the three-part reunion, they'll do one final episode, and it's secrets revealed, and it's basically stuff that didn't make it into the first cut of the show. Yeah. Um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta secrets revealed this year was canon, though. Yes. Well, for two reasons. Well, first of all, I love the scene when pa- Portia was in the school half-full auditorium, like giving an inspirational speech and it kind of devolved into a whole like religious experience Mm -hmm. and she was just like calling upon God to guide her and guide the children. Um, but, but even better than that was when the show itself (laughs) confirmed our allegations last week. That Portia Williams is the freak of the week. The freak of the week. So that, so we're starting something on this show called Freak of the Week and One True Queen, where we named the best and worst of each week. And last week, we named Portia Williams the freak of the week. And then, on Secrets Revealed, 
Yeah, it was like one of her friends or something yes. was talking about the fact that she's dating a significantly younger man and that, how do you know you're not just the freak of the week? And, I mean, like, from his, from our words to his words. <laughs> from, our, from our mouths to his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that just goes to show you guys, like... The impact of this, just kidding. The impact of the <laughs> debut episode of Come Through Queen... We do appreciate all our listeners, um, and, and happy to see that Bravo is promoting the show as well, <laughs> in our segments. <laughs> but besides that, did you have anything else to say about uh, The Secrets Revealed? No, I didn't care. I only cared about that. Yeah, that, I mean, tune into our Twitter account. We have a screenshot of the subtitled uh, portion where he's saying you are the freak of the week, so uh, follow us on Twitter, at ComeThroughQueen. With a U. With a U. T-H-R-U. Yes. Okay. Uh, so next up, same night. Also on Sunday night um, was Chris Jenner's appearance on I Am Kate. I Am Kate. Yes, and it was great. Yeah, it was I Am Great. I Am Great. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is great. I Am Kate and Chris is great. So Kate and all her friends were in New Orleans. Her girls. Yeah, I, I love my group of girls. I don't know what they were doing in New Orleans. <laughs> like they were on tour. Yeah, but they weren't. They didn't have anything like special going on. Uh, but yeah. um, Kate's sister Pam was there. Pam's there. I love Pam. Um, and then Chris Jenner appears. Yeah, and they have like a sort of awkward dinner where the women, mainly like Jenny Boylan, is asking Chris a lot of questions about the marriage, yeah. and then Chris starts asking a lot of some uncomfortable questions about being transgender. But they all took it. In stride yeah, and educated I mean, her. Chris is not like an educated ally. Like, I mean, you know, I can't blame her too much. And then uh, Kate was just so mean to Chris all episode. I just felt like so bad. Like, you know, Chris is an executive producer of this show. She can't control <laughs> how it comes out. I know. Poor Chris. I mean, I was seeing Chris in this episode. I do want to see more moments of Chris hanging out with like Candace and Jenny yeah. and Shandy. Well, I mean, like, Candace, Jenny, and Shandy are the stars of the show. Definitely. I mean, Shandy is the true star. The true star. She deserves a spinoff. I demand a spinoff for Shandy on You TV. know who I'm loving? Zachary. I, she's got she's the best the vocal key. fry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like almost Kourtney Kardashian-level vocal fry, yeah, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... I did love the scenes with Jenny, with, like, the Jenny cam. Oh, I am Jenny. Yeah, even though, like, <laughs> they have a cameraman filming them, and they're pretending that they're, they're that the camera that Jenny has in her hand is the mm -hmm. only camera in the room. It's like, let's film a confessional. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jenny looked so glam at the dinner. I oh, yeah. It. it was an iconic look. Tune in to that. Tune in <laughs> to a show that's already aired. Yeah, I mean, it's on repeat. I'm sure they'll re-air the episode before next week's episode. Uh, so we love Kate. I am Kate. Great episode. Yes. We've been waiting for this with Chris. I've been waiting since they had since I saw the paparazzi photos of them oh all on God, the balcony yeah. throwing the beads. I've been waiting with anticipation. Yeah, I mean, I actually remember I immediately texted Alex's brother, uh, Christian, who lives in New Orleans, to go find them. Yeah. Once, once we learned that uh, they were hanging out in New Orleans. And they also went to that famous beignet place oh, that yeah. Kim goes to all the time on Keeping Up. 
Oh yeah, that's when like she met a family and then saved their lives or something. Well, then there was another time when she went to, when she was pregnant. Oh okay, okay yeah, yeah. And I think like brought a bunch of them home. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. Chris fat shamed her. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's it for I'm Kate. I think right. Yes, that, that is. That's more than that enough. is it. Uh, that brings us to this week's episode of Drag Race. Okay, so this week was the big makeover challenge. They have one every year. Um, this year it was with the cast of Little Women LA. Yeah, well, it's not just a makeover. It's a, like a team, like a teammate challenge, but not a teammate within the show. They bring out, for they bring in outsiders. Yes, yes, yes. It was a teammate makeover yes, situation. Exactly. And the theme was Wizard of Oz. Yeah. They were each assigned one of the cast members of Little Women LA. Yeah, and what I liked about it was that all the Little Women are fans of the show. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were bringing in, like, people who didn't know what was going on or anything. Yeah. Um, But this was probably one of my favorite uh, of these types of episodes for the Mm -hmm. series. uh, Because, like, they really bonded and, and... uh, the the women from Little Women LA were like helping out. Mm-hmm. Normally, like the partners are useless and they're just like standing around being annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very sweet. And it's usually the it's usually like the drag queens educating like straight men on like yeah the difficulties that they face. But in this situation, they were both educating each other. It was really sweet yeah. and cute. Um, uh, Derek Barry was paired with another Britney impersonator. Oh my god, I actually like I recognize that. Britney impersonator. I'm sure I've seen like a YouTube clip or something. Mm-hmm. So it was just double Britney. And I actually <laughs> sort of want to take back what I said last week oh, <laughs> about Derek Barry growing on me because all of all of oh, that went completely you. the other direction this week. I'm so glad you he feel was, that way. I yeah. I'm like, <laughs> well, I've been feeling that way all along. <laughs> I loved when Michelle said to said to him when they were on the like the judges panel, "You have to give us more." That is not a Britney reference. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. Uh, I mean, despite it, it actually being a Britney reference, I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but who was your favorite queen of the week? Naomi. O- obviously. By far. By far. She's actually been low-key. Some of her non-brawn panty looks have been really good. Like, yeah. Her neon look was really good, but this one was, like, amazing. This was, like, blew all the other ones out of the water. Yeah. Especially, like, I, you would think Kim Chi would have pulled it out, and Kim Chi had a great look, uh-huh. but it wasn't... I mean, Naomi's was the best one, by totally. far. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, Robbie's makeup was a mess, as usual. Oh, my God. And I have something to say about Robbie. Are we at, at that point yet? Yeah. Do not... Do not ever take off your fucking wig (laughs) during the lip sync unless you have another wig (laughs) underneath. Yeah. (laughs) I am doing the Michelle Visage finger wave that she does during that scene. One of my favorite gifts. It's just like, it's the most amateur mistake you can make because you can see RuPaul's face change immediately when someone does it. She's like disgusted. Disgusted. Yeah. As well as she should be. But also, you know, it's so crazy to me. Like, these are these girls, many of them have applied season after season, which would make you think they've watched the other seasons. Yeah. And they've learned the lessons of don't take off your wig. Like, this has been discussed before. Yeah. So, so it really doesn't make any sense. Um, but besides Robbie, uh, did any of the other queens stand out to you? Um, you mean Naomi? 
Yeah, besides, I mean, anything else? Oh. Yeah. I mean... Kim was good. Kim was good. I did like, I did like how she didn't understand the, the interpretive dance thing. Oh, and yeah. And they talked about the, the laying down of the brooms and the exchanging <laughs> of the brooms. It was the weirdest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, that was the weirdest thing in general. Well, yeah, I mean, the interpretive... I, in like, the poppies, they copied Gaga Applause oh, and yeah. GMA. Well, hopefully, the listeners of Come Through Queen <laughs> took our advice and searched Gaga Applause on GMA. If you haven't, you're still sleeping on it. Pause on it. Pause right now. <laughs> press, we won't normally tell you to press pause on this pod, podcast, but press pause and Google Gaga Applause and GMA, and you will find the greatest interpretation of Wizard of Oz of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's pretty much it for um, Drag Race this week. Oh my god. Okay, so Oof. the next thing we have to talk about. I mean, we. I wasn't personally expecting to be this excited for or had this much to say for a brand new Real Housewives series. Mm-hmm. Real Housewives of Dallas. I was skeptical of them starting a new franchise in 2016 because I was two like... Two new franchises? Well, yeah, two new franchises. Yeah. Which is crazy. But then when Real Housewives of Dallas started on... What night was it? Tuesday night? Monday night? Mon- uh, Monday. Monday night. I was blown away. Yeah. Out of the say. water. Okay, what do you have to say? Like, well, I loved in Leanne's intro. Uh, she talked. She she just started with me talking about being a carny kid. Mm-hmm. She was mugged. She was hit on the side of her head. I was <laughs> screaming. <laughs> and then we get to me, Brandy and Stephanie. Yes, the, for the like the record, those are the only three that I really that really resonated with me. Yeah, first episode. Yeah. Brandy is a ginger housewife, which, have we had a ginger housewife since Jill Zarin? You, uh, since Jill Zarin. Well, I don't even know if she's like a, I feel like Jill Zarin's not even a natural ginger. Yeah, that's true. Like, Brandy has an entire ginger family. Yeah, that's a ginger fam. Yeah. Which I'm sure you identify with. Well, I very much. <laughs> um, uh, Brandy is constantly drinking wine. With Stephanie. And she calls it crying. Jesus juice. Yeah. Which is weird, but it grew on me. I don't know. I know the like the the Michael Jackson undertones. <gasps> oh, I like, forgot. It's a little. Mm, I don't think she knows that. Yeah, she probably doesn't know that. Her explanation <laughs> was because Jesus turned water into wine. Yeah, which is a, a, a good explanation. A great explanation. <laughs> but I, you know, you you love Brandy and Stephanie. I don't love them yet. They're the new Jill and Bethany. They're so. <laughs> I mean, like. Their whole premise of just, like, being moms who run around drunk with each other. Wait, Stephanie can fart on demand and Brandy dances in her farts. That's so disgusting. (laughs) Half the episode is about pooping and farting, by the way. Pooping, farting, and charity. And charity. (laughs) That's all you need to know about Real Housewives of Dallas. Yes. It would be nice if they came up with a charity that, like, cured, like... Like IBS. Chronic... Yeah, IBS, whatever, you know. They could team up with Camille Grammer. They should really, like, consolidate all these themes into one. (laughs) But, you know, you said those three were the only ones that stood out to you. I liked Carrie, because she was pretty. I think she's maybe the prettiest one of them all. Yeah. And she's a working woman. She is a nurse at her uh, husband's plastic surgery practice i guess i don't mm-hmm. know i just was very like into it she didn't resonate with me my all eyes were on the other three <laughs> I know, I know. 
I know. So, um, have you identified a matriarch of this? Definitely Leanne. Yeah, definitely Leanne. The Leanne in her like weird windowless house. Yes. Well, <laughs> that scene with her husband <laughs> eating <laughs> eating dinner like in the dark with like a pool table behind them. <laughs> Were they like microwaving leftover oh, Boston Boston Market? Because that's what it looked like to me. But that was, like it was such a shady edit. It was like that scene. Plus, like Leanne describing, there are billionaires. There are million, <laughs> multi-millionaires. And then there's millionaires. And then I'm below. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like sad, but like cute and somewhat self-aware, I guess. Yeah. She also had a really great quote. They call me the mouth of the South and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Me. So I guess the big, the big scene in that... Uh, episode was when we finally get all the wives together in one room. Oh, at the no tie event? Yeah. That pissed me off. Well, you had a lot of feelings on no tie. Like, men look great in ties. People look great in ties. I know, but I guess, like, if they're, if they have, like, so many charity events, it's nice to have one where it's a no tie. Yeah, I guess. Do you, you, do you see that point, sure. maybe? <laughs> um... Oh, I, I, the other housewife, the one that we're forgetting, is Tiffany, which confused me because at first she looked like she was going to be an FOH, friend of housewife. For those oh, you she's the scholars. former drug addict? She's the one who's married to um, the, the, the American Idol judge. <laughs> the one, the one <laughs> Keith Urban. Keith Urban, the guy, like the poor man's Keith Urban. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she didn't really provide much other than I guess she's she's the only one that's team Leanne. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So every everyone needs like some backup. Because mm-hmm. it would be it wouldn't be a good show if it was just Leanne against the world. Yeah. The good scene though was when they were all standing in like some random corner of this house that didn't look real. And you could tell that they were all getting like they had all had a few glasses of wine. Yeah. Because there was like some woman like standing there like trying to fix Brandy's hair. And then Leanne came up to them to confront Brandy about impersonating her. Yeah, mimic, mimicking. Mimic. mimic. It's not impersonating. <laughs> it's mimicking. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think it was. Did it end with a to be continued? It ended with like Leanne being like, "I get that that's your comedy, and I want you to do what makes oh, yeah, you happy." Oh yeah, yeah. She was like being so patronizing. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely more. Uh, enticing than Real Houses of Potomac. Yes. Introduction for a lot episode. happened for a first episode of a yeah. premi- of a series premiere. I feel like I know them all already. Yeah. Except it's for the weird. ones that I don't. Well, the two that you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're definitely gonna stay, stay tuned, tuned. <laughs> to, to Dallas. Most definitely. Um, Beverly Hills finale. Okay. So How the mighty have fallen. We're still talking about Munchausen's. <laughs> Until the day we die, we'll be talking about Munchausen's. So Kyle had a party in Palm Springs at the house that she bought after she stole Kim's house. Yeah, so she used the funds from the stolen home <laughs> to purchase this home. Yeah, and we last saw this home when... She and Kim got together and fought about Brandy Glanville there last year. And that flashback was so good. Like, Kim is, like, screaming like a <laughs> lunatic. And then and then they, like, end up and hugging, hugging each other. Well, I feel like they went into the kitchen and, like, Kyle started cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, hugging near the stove. 
But um, things are much better with Kim and Kyle now. Kim was at the party. Yeah. And all of the Beverly Hills women came down to Palm Springs to attend this party, which seems like a lot of work. And yeah. so the big things that were happening is Lisa Rinna wanted to talk to Yolanda about Munchausen's. Yeah. Well, I do, before we get into that part, I, before we get to the party, there was one Lisa Rena scene I wanted to bring up where she talked about that she's filming her talk show pilot. Oh, yeah. Which... Everyone copies Bethany. I know. I, I don't want Rena to be rewarded with this piss poor season with a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> she, Strong words. She, she was the reason this season was a flop. I mean, we went into... Like, Rena joining in the Housewives with, like, open arms and so excited for her. And I feel like she's done a total, like, 180 from, like, the Rena we used to know. Mm-hmm. It's, like, too much. Yeah, she just, like, got, like, too interested in, like, stirring things up, I think. Too self-produced. Yes. Like, she's trying to produce this show on her own. Sure, I would agree with that comment. Yeah. Um, but back to the party. So, I did, like... Uh, Kim showed up in a jumpsuit. She looks very beautiful she at the party. Very Kim. Yeah, very Kim. Kim style. <laughs> um, and then... Rena, well, the, the minute that Rena walks in, she, like, like says, hi, 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 hi. And then she grabs Yolanda to the side. <laughs> like, came in like a wrecking ball. Uh-huh. Uh, like, didn't even have a chance to, like, get a cocktail or anything. Um... And I don't even remember they, like, like, their conversation. About, More like, Munchausen. But like the funny thing is like is Yolanda talked to both Rena and Vanderpump about the two different sides of the story and Yolanda didn't really seem to care about either I side. <laughs> she wasn't taking a side with it. She's just kinda like you both suck. Yeah, I loved <laughs> Yolanda's hair. Oh yeah, I do love the look. The look was great. Get the look. Get the look. <laughs> Visit comethroughqueen.com to see how you can get the look. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I loved when Catherine was double fisting. We need more Catherine. Yes. And then Catherine started talking about the pecking order. Oh my god, yes! And it reminded me so much of season four of Real Housewives oh of New Barshop. York. When Sonia Morgan educates um, her, uh, Cindy Barshop about the pecking order in their group. Well, last week we said Jules found Cindy Barshop's voice, but perhaps Catherine found Maybe Cindy it was Catherine. Barshop's voice all along. Catherine Edwards found Cindy Barshop's <laughs> voice. Uh, so, I'm glad Faye was there. Yeah. You gotta, like, end the end of end the season. With end with a Faye. <laughs> well, because if you think about it, this season sort of at the beginning was starting to revolve around the OJ trial, and it was airing immediately yeah. after People vs. OJ. Yeah, so and Faye could... was in the early few episodes as well. Yeah. But she wasn't, like, part of the whole Munchausen conversation, so there was no They should have just, like, focused the entire season on Faye Resnick yeah. and Catherine Edwards fighting about the that OJ trial. That would have been great. Yes. Great companion viewing for People vs. OJ. <laughs> uh, anything else from the party that, that jumped out to you? I mean, Kim and Lisa, Rinna, had a sit-down conversation. Nothing was fixed. It doesn't matter. It didn't even feel like a party. Yeah, it was just like... like no one was having fun. A bunch of like like groups of three people standing in separate <laughs> areas of this house. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Um, 
But I did like that Vanderpump apologized to Faye, like, on her way out. Oh, yeah. Like, a goodbye apology. Well, she's learning. Kyle taught her how to apologize, <laughs> how even to, when she doesn't mean it. How to fake apologize. Yeah. Um, I guess, well, this is the finale, so we could kind of talk about our feelings overall on the season. I think the main problem, is, which we kind of are hinted to in the reunion clip, mm-hmm. is that so much of the drama is... Like, very meta, like, in terms of they're talking about, like, production and whose oh. who's storyline. Like, the whole fight is, well, like, Vanderpump wanted to talk about uh, Yolanda's illness. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, there goes the storyline. So they can't, like, during the main season, they can't reference outright, like, all these plot points that have to do with production and storylines and characters yeah. and casting. It's kind of like uh, in New York when the reunion, they talk so much about like how they agree to film with each other and not yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of like behind-the-scenes drama that the show won't talk about until the reunion. Well, it would be interesting if Real Housewives of Beverly Hills pulled a teen mom. I was OG, just thinking this. And like <laughs> just started... like. Broke the fourth wall, made the producers part of it. You totally read my mind. I'm not sure if I like, set you up for that with I, my explanation. Oh, but you can take all the credit. No, I'm not. I'm not taking credit, but like I'm one. Like that's so funny that you thought of that. But yeah, I. It's like so annoying. Like just lay it out on the table. Yeah, like, I rather that. And then okay, yeah, like we all know this show is cast, especially yeah. like Beverly Hills. Like these women are not friends. They are not friends. They are not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such, like, a, a contrast to New York, which we're going to get to in a minute. But, like, they are friends. They are friends. Beverly Hills is, are not friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before the show wrapped up... You could tell... It was, like, a very obvious... They came in months later and did reshoots after yeah. they heard the news of Yolanda and David Foster yeah. splitting. It was very similar to, like, when Taylor's husband died... Well, and then they did the, like the, those like weird scenes where it's like very uh, at Malouf's house where they like, yeah where yeah. they're all sitting around well especially the one that was like Lisa, Kyle and, and Catherine, Catherine. Yeah. It was very like all right we have to meet today and talk about this mm-hmm. I, which felt like so weird yeah but I did love the scene with Yolanda in the chamber oh, FaceTiming yeah. with Gigi and Gigi shopping with Kendall and, and Courtney. Courtney oh my god that was probably my the highlight of the season for me. <laughs> was Gigi FaceTiming with, with uh, Yolanda talking about shopping with Kendall and Courtney. And we've been talking about how like how much we would love for Chris to be on Beverly Hills. Give her a fucking diamond. Give her a diamond. But the problem is is that Chris would demand to be an executive producer and like that would never happen. Yeah. So it's a dream, but it's a dream. <laughs> bucket list. Bucket list. Can you imagine if Chris had a diamond and Faye had a diamond and Kathy Hilton had a oh diamond? Oh my god! Recast it. Recast it, please. Listen to us. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else you have to say about the Royals? No, let's move on. Oh yeah, let's move on. <laughs> so does that bring us to New York? New York. Oh my god. Episode two. So, we just finished watching. It starts with a scene with Jules, which yeah. is like, whatever, who cares? But we, I did have a comment about it. Okay. That her home doesn't look very lived in. Yeah. Like, it looked like like they wrapped up the interior design, like, right when filming started. Is it like when um, 
Pam D- Dana in uh, Beverly Hills rented that house for game night? Yes, I, okay. I, I took exactly that note down. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> like, very, like, we're shooting the scene. Oh my god, and Kim showed up with her McCafe. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Um... So then we, like, move on to, like, Bethany was at a jewelry store. And oh, yeah, yeah. Dorinda arrives. Dorinda arrives sick, which I feel like is very rude to expose your friends and coworkers to your illness. Well, like I think that. it was a minor cold because she was drinking the champagne anyway. It wasn't like she was dying of the flu or I something. Know, but still, like, you're touching people. You're touching things in the store. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole, I guess that whole conversation boils down to... Um, Bethany's saying, why do you always have to sell John? But the reason she has to sell John is they've been dragging him for the past year. Mm -hmm. So, like, she has to defend him. Like, she can't not say anything. Yeah. So, I'm team team Dorinda on this one. Okay. And I will defend Dorinda's honor. Did you catch when when, um, Carol walked in, Dorinda was like... You're late, yada, yada, yada. And, like, downtown, do people just slither in? <laughs> it was a nice Slytherin reference. Nice Slytherin reference. Uh, so then, after that scene, uh, we get to... We go to Great Gardens, briefly. Yes, my favorite place to visit with Sonia and Lou. And they were supporting John. Yeah. I liked it. And they were having pink champagne. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then Sonia talks about the fact that she saged the kitchen for demons. It's demons and things is what she demons said. Th- so saged meaning like, I guess, burned a little sage plant? Yeah, that's, that's like what yeah, people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I just want, I want to make sure our audience understands what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm not, I, I can't enter a house that's been saged. <laughs> I'm not surprised. As a proud demon. <laughs> And then, like, the, I don't know, this, I, I, I feel like, Dur- like, all these scenes, Dorinda really is the glue of this season. Well, yeah, because then she showed up at uh, Ramona's apartment for a, like, midday lunch. A cute lunch. I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were all, too, they were both too hot, so they sat on the air conditioner. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, Dorinda's either in every scene or they're talking about her, mm-hmm. which is, like, the sign of her being the glue. Kind yeah. of like Yolanda was the glue of Beverly Hills. Not that it's something oh my to be God, proud it, of. This better not, like... Yeah. John better not become Munchausen. Yeah, but they don't... I feel like in New York, they don't harp on one thing forever. Mm-hmm. You know? True. Other I, than, unless like, it was, like, Bookgate. Or, like, Bethany and Jill, like, not well, being friends. Well, J- but Bethany and Jill was an interesting plot Yeah, line. it was an interesting plot line. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we get to... Uh, Bethany and... Carol together, and we get to the the scene that's from the trailer, which we we I would have talked about last last week, but I wanted to save until it actually aired. Uh-huh. When Carol talks about how she only has five, five good, good summers, summers left. Oh, just like, like you. No, I have, I have like you 10. have five. I have ten. Good you have summers. five. Alex has twenty. Oh my god. No, I have plenty of good summers left, but. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite lines. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so morbid. <laughs> it's so morbid. And she's with her like twenty-something-year-old boyfriend. Oh, that's who, cute. Who like and and she even brought up the fact that he said he wants to have kids. Yeah. Weird. I know. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and then they're talking about like they're about to go to a brazier party. Oh yeah. 
um, that Dorinda's hosting. Dorinda hosted, yeah. For Bethany's birthday, or it just happens to be. No, it Bethany's happens birthday. to be Bethany because Bethany doesn't. Bethany's birthday because that because Bethany doesn't like to celebrate her birthday. Yeah, and as we learned from the flashback in the episode where she's crying in the bathroom, and then Alex McCord's in the flashback. Yeah, from Bethany getting married. <sighs> um, great. So during while they were talking about the Brazier party, Bethany made a beaches reference. Oh yeah, I I don't know. Her. She <laughs> she referred the acclaimed Barbara Hershey Bette Midler movie. Okay, um, it's about, also about dying during yeah, the yeah, summer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but over the shoulder boulder holder is a line from that from the famed Otto Titzling mm. play performance. And then they go to Tavern on the Green afterwards and. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. True scholars. <laughs> I'm also a Beaches scholar. I, I, I never claimed to be a Beaches scholar, so. Uh, yeah, so we get, we, get, we get to the party after that, I think. Yeah. And what I, one of the first things I noticed about the party, as a true New Yorker, the, the bolt lock keeping the door open trick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like unless you live in New York, you don't really, like, do that. Any hotel has one of those bolt locks. Yeah, but it's not like people are, like, in hotels every day. Right? <laughs> but, like, when you're in New York, if you're expecting people over, you'll leave your bolt lock open. I don't. My neighbors are weird. Oh, okay. Uh, so what else happened at the party? Um, well, like, Jules came in. She was investigating <laughs> the food, and she accidentally touched shrimp. <laughs> yes. And she's kosher, so she had to, like, cleanse her hands, and she didn't... It was have- a mikvah. Uh, yeah, Sure. I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with... I don't know. Well, yeah. well they provided us with the subtitle to, to educate us. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. she puts her hands in the ice bucket that everyone was using to get their ice for their drinks. And then Bethany says a bunch of, like, inappropriate things during her confessional. Oh, yeah. Like, no arigato. Like, Bethany's really going to step Oh, my God. She's been very racial yeah. this, this season so far. Very racial. Um, and then... Carol and Jules me and like Ramona's like skinny meat skinny. <laughs> I, love, I love when like Ramona says the wrong thing and she just keeps going. And then she talked. She talked about well, they they were talking about like having mosquito bites and she's like, well, I have quadruple bites. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ramona. Oh Ramona. Uh, so the the thing about this party is I don't know a single thing about. Bra size. <laughs> is there anything? They're talking about 32 FF, mm-hmm. double Ds. I feel so out of the loop. Well, it was one of those, it was one of those parties where, like, they fit you with, like, your one true oh, yeah, size. Yeah. Because, like, apparently it's, like, a thing that people get their size wrong and... Well, I like, like, the magicians who were, like, hosting the party with, with <laughs> Dorinda. Magicians. Who, like, knew by looking at you what your bra size yeah, 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 yeah. is. I feel like that's a talent. Something to put on a resume. So then Ramona gets into it with Carol for a little bit about how apparently Carol didn't see her all summer and while she was going through a divorce and like all this stuff. And then Dorinda makes, tries to make this really weird point during that being like, Ramona, you should stick to the Upper East Side and Carol should stick downtown. Like basically implying that they have no business being friends at all. And she she says you have to stick to the organic places, the gluten free places. I was dying. Oh, uh, and then I guess uh, we also we also talk about uh, Lou coming to the birthday party that upcoming weekend. So Luann didn't come to this bra party because she had to go to boutique. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what was she doing at she, boutique? She had a prior commitment at boutique. 
but then we get like some sort of flashback from last week's episode where they're mm-hmm. where they're at uh, dinner together. I oh, know it was Ramona and and uh, Carol, and they were going through like a pros and cons list. Oh yeah, oh, man. <laughs> it was like so <laughs> like mean. writing it in a magic marker. But I loved it. <laughs> Uh, and then what else happened at this point? They fight about John. And oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we devolve into the whole fight. Uh, my favorite part is when, when, when Dorinda's like yelling, like she's screaming at everyone. Mm-hmm. And then she like sits like a man, like her like legs like spread wide open, uh-huh. like, like leaning over and talking like her, her like aggressive Dorinda talk. And she always goes to like the language like back it up, oh. back it, back that shit up and back it up quick. It was good. I like it. I'm team Dorinda for every scene of this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else in this episode? Nah. Nah, that's on. it. All right, moving on. So uh, this week, we're going to premiere a little uh, new segment that we didn't do last week called What Y'all Are Sleeping On. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brennan, what, what, what are they all sleeping on? Well, my choice this week is Tiffany Trump. The lost Trump daughter. Yeah, I, I we ta- we started talking about her a few months ago. I feel like I didn't even know she existed. I didn't know she is. Ex- oh my god, existed until like a couple months ago, yeah. and then I started like deep diving. But she's been a little more prominent. Yeah, her mom Marla Maples was on Dancing with the Stars. She just got kicked off. Yeah, which like good for Marla Maples for. The probably the only year when she was ever invited to be on Dancing with the Stars, yeah. she jumped on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. But yeah, Tiffany's great. She's like, the New York Times ran a um, piece about the Snap Pack recently, which is like our gener- well, not our generation, the generation below us <laughs> his version of like the Rat Pack or the Brat yeah, Pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like teens who like Snapchat. And Tiffany Trump was named in that because all of her friends are members of the Snap. Well, isn't she like very good friends with E.J. Johnson? Yeah, which I which like raises Tiffany's like stock incredibly. Yeah, um, I also feel like Tiffany is like an IRL poot because like <laughs> poot was locked in a basement. For those of you who don't know, Poot is Demi Lovato's long lost sister who was who was trapped in the basement. And I guess escaped during like some red carpet event, but it's actually it's an unflattering it's actually, yeah. photo of Demi Lovato. But like Poot's been out there. We yeah. just weren't looking. Yeah. Like she was on like an episode of like Oprah Where Are They Now with Marla. Oh really? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, so I made the mistake of following Tiffany on Twitter, and it wasn't really that interesting. Like, Instagram is where to go for your Tiffany Trump content. Yeah. Yeah. You can go deep. She's more visual than, like, she doesn't, like, she's not allowed to speak at the events. It's usually, like, Ivana or... Ivanka. Oh, yeah, Ivanka. I misspoke. I apologize. (laughs) Ivanka or Donald Jr., like, not usually Eric and certainly not. Tiffany. Yeah. Like, they're just there to, like, Eric and Tiffany are there to support. Uh, yeah, so y'all have been sleeping on Tiffany Trump. Okay, I also have a, something that y'all have been sleeping on, which I kind of snuck into Brennan's consciousness today. Uh, before we watch New York Housewives, without really making a big stink of it, I put on uh, Family Therapy <gasps> with Dr. Jen. You tricked me. And you, y'all have been sleeping on <laughs> <laughs> Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. Namely, 
Tiffany Pollard. So, yeah. so this is a double Tiffany segment this week. Well, Sister Patterson. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's Tiffany Pollard, aka New York from Flavor of Love, I Love New York, mm-hmm. etc. And then her mom, who was, um, you know, a co-star of the I Love New York franchise. The two of them in this are are running the show. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, uh, in last week's episode, Tiffany had a pregnancy scare, uh, took a pregnancy test. It ends with her saying that she's pregnant, according to the test, and they show the test on camera. And then the preview for, for this week's episode, which just aired tonight, right before New York, Sister Patterson, Sister Patterson says, if Tiffany is pregnant... That child is mine. <laughs> she is taking that child. So, I mean, if you have if you have uh, nothing to do this weekend, you're only four episodes behind on Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. Tune in just for uh, New York and Sister Patterson because uh, I'm pretty sure this is canon. Brendan, so, are you going to like tune in? I, had, I tuned in earlier. I saw the first episode. Oh, I didn't know. When she called... Dina Lohan, that evil woman or whatever she said. <laughs> and refused to shake her hand. And refused to shake her hand. Yeah, I mean, Dina Lohan's in the show. Michael Lohan's in the show. Bam and, Bam her mom. and his mom. Some teen, teen moms. Teen mom three. Yeah, teen mom three is definitely not canon. Uh, I don't know who else. Uh, Dame Dash is in it but and his brothers, but who cares? Uh, it's all about Tiffany. It's all and Sister about Patterson. Tiffany's. Yeah. So it's time for the deep dive. So, uh, we, we briefly touched on the fact that, that Brennan and I are view scholars last week, mm-hmm. but we didn't really get into our qualifications. Now, I personally have been watching since the show pretty much debuted, almost like 19 years, we're in season 19 mm-hmm. now, so that's 19 years ago. Um, I've been a loyal scholar basically all of my adult life, since uh-huh. I was in college. Okay. Um, I used to, someone used to post entire episodes on YouTube. Yeah. And I saw there was like the secret, um, like blog spot site that would post them all. So oh, wow. I used to watch those in college. I mean, I, like when I, when I say I've been following it for 19 years, like obviously back then I was in like middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't watching it every day, but you know, if I was home, I would take a little time to enjoy the view. Yeah. You know, you have to. So we figured in order to really like express our deep, passion for the show, mm-hmm. we would rank the the view co-hosts. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're going to start there's for those of you who don't know, there are actually 17 co-hosts in the history of the view. Yes. Now just 2 years ago we we did a little ranking, but back then there were only 11 co-hosts. So so much has changed. So much has changed and even that ranking has changed. Like yes. people have moved up or down despite the fact that they haven't even been on the air uh-huh. <laughs> since then. But just, it's, like, as we get older, you know, we change, and so do our opinions, so. So we're going to start off with, we'll each do our bottom six of the 17. So, uh, Brennan, you go first with your bottom six. My bottom six. From the worst. My bottom six, starting with the worst. Okay. In this one's self-explanatory, Jenny McCarthy. Okay. Sherry Shepard. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay, go, keep going. Debbie Matinopoulos, just because she doesn't matter. Yeah. Raven. <gasps> you are personally offending me on several of these options. Candace Cameron. Is that six or is that five? 
That's five. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, not, I like her as a person, but Lisa just okay. like doesn't register. I didn't watch as much back then. Okay. Uh, so for me, the bottom six, I, I agree with you. Jenny McCarthy, first and foremost, uh-huh. uh, you know, she, I don't even view her, well, no, she had the season before the non-canon season, but even her season was not... Her season was less canon to me than the season that came afterwards. Okay. Uh, but she's terrible. <laughs> um, at, so that's 17. Number 16 is Debbie, which, like, is a non-entity. It's like... Yeah. A one-season wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, a, the Cindy Bar shop of She Housewives. seems nice and great. It's just, like, yeah. she doesn't register much. She was maybe too young for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Rosie Perez. Oh. I mean, she's on a season which I don't really consider canon, and I didn't think she added anything to it. Mm-hmm. Which, right after Rosie Perez, is uh, at number 14, Nicole Wallace. No. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then after... I have 13, Lisa Lang. Uh, And then number 12, I have Michelle Collins. Okay. Um, So let's let's discuss this, our groups of six. Okay. So, I mean, my last one is just somebody who, like, I couldn't even watch her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was hard to tune in every day. She wasn't a good fit for the show because she... We're talking about Jenny McCarthy. Uh, and that was the season where halfway through, I believe, Joy left? Mm, I think she left like a month, with like a month to go. Okay. She just stopped showing up. <laughs> uh, so let me... Uh, oh, uh, so, seven, so Sherry, I, I wholeheartedly disagree with, and you're going to be quite surprised to see where she ends <laughs> up on my ranking. Um... But, uh... I think I associate her a lot with the... They used they tried to make Jenny and Sherry, like, best friends. Yeah, but Sherry was always paired with, like, the young one. Mm-hmm. Like, she was best friends with Elizabeth. Yeah. And and now, like... I, like, Raven and Michelle, they always have, like, some best friend pairing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. the old women never, like, want to be involved in this, like, fake friendship. Except for... This year. Well, I'm, I'm going to justify my Sherry ranking later on when, okay. when I get to her. Um, so you have... Uh, Debbie, like, I don't even need yeah, to talk to her. Yeah, I have Debbie her. at 16. We've said more than enough. Raven, it's just like, I sometimes I just can't. I know, but sometimes I cackle. At like, how, <laughs> like she, I would say her vocabulary is around 500 words total. So whenever she needs to express a thought, like, she has to pull from that very limited pool. And I love it. <laughs> she just, like, yeah. Uh, Though she is getting a little better. Mm, and it depends, like, if Joy moderates, she's, like, better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll get to the benefits of Joy moderating it at okay. one point. Um, anything else I'd say about any of the other women? Uh, Candace is just, like... She's barely around. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it's been a shame. She she was gone like a a month after Fuller House premiered. I guess resting from the promotional mm-hmm. tour. I don't know. And then Lisa, like I said, I like her, and I actually really liked her series on OWN, where she would take like a behind the scenes look at like she had one at like 
a mega church and like one among like ex gays and like that yeah, sort of she thing. She has a good one on Netflix, like about like sugar babies and sugar sugar daddies or mm-hmm. something. She's she's gone on to do some interesting things. Um you know, I had Michelle Collins at number 12, which I thought might shock you a little bit, because I actually like her a lot, but I thought she started off the season a little stronger. And, and like not a great, just not a great fit. She's, like, a different kind of funny than that show allows you to be. Yeah. Her jokes are a little more intricate. So. Like, her jokes are good for me, but, like, not for... this audience yeah like not like a daytime audience like it takes her like a little longer to like get a joke out because it's more detailed it seems yeah and so it just like doesn't land whereas like joy behar will be like oh yeah 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 so we have now our middle six okay so i guess i'll I'll go first so at 11 i have candace okay uh then number 10 this is gonna personally offend you i have meredith oh my god uh so 10 is meredith Nine is Barbara. Eight is Star. Uh-huh. Seven is Paula. Okay. And then six is Raven. Okay. Our lists are closer here. Okay. So mine, my 11 is Michelle for the reasons I just talked about. Yeah. 10 is Paula. Nine is Rosie P. Okay. Eight is... Wow, that's high for Rosie P, I feel like. I, I thought her heart was in the right okay. place. Eight is Barbara. Yeah. Seven is Star. Okay. And then I say my six. You say seven and six. Rosio. Wow. Okay. okay. And then six. That is. Okay. Six. That's number six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what do you have to say about yours? Okay. Well, I already talked about Michelle. Paula, just like, she's good for what she is. Well, I, I have her at number, what number did you have her at? Ten. I had her at seven. Which I feel like in the beginning of the season, she, uh, like, annoyed me a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's loosened up. Like, that episode when she did the, 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 comedy, the comedy with the Joy. best episode of television in the history. One of the best episodes <laughs> of The View, easily. She had, like, a little, like, well the, well, the ongoing joke is that Paula is not funny. Like, they actually bully her on the show. Yeah. Like, all the ladies, like, are so mean to her. Uh and then, obviously, Joy Behar is a comedian, so I guess they went to the comedy cellar, mm-hmm. and they practiced a little comedy routine, and then Paula did a comedy routine on the show, and it was, like, not that funny, but just an enjoyable experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, like, Barbara, she created the show. Well, that's, that's what I, I agree. I had her, what, what number did you have her at? Eight. I had her at nine. <sighs> like, I, I ranked her that high just out of respect, but I remember back in the day, uh, if you remember, she, I, well, no, no, it wasn't just specific days. Like whenever she, simply whenever she took off, mm-hmm. I liked the episode so much more because the ladies were always much more like free and like willing to mm-hmm. say whatever's on their mind when Barbara was not around. Well, she, remember, she pissed me off when she reprimanded Joy and Whoopi for walking off the set. Oh yeah, yeah. With Bill O'Reilly. She like scolded them on air well that's like the perfect example of it it's yeah. like joy and Whoopi without barbara's watch like could do what they want mm-hmm. you know uh i had star at eight what number did you have seven. seven so we're cl- pretty close with her too i think like you know she was the first one on the show to like live her messy life like out in the public for everyone uh-huh. to see like b- between like Lying about the gastric bypass and, mm-hmm. like, the whole marriage 
like being promoted heavily on the show and yeah. getting sponsors and everything. And then when she went on to Celebrity Apprentice, like she's had a, an interesting after career as well. Agreed. Yeah. And then um, I had Rosie at Rosio at six, and I can explain my reason. All right, explain it. Okay, I think in two thousand seven she was great on the show. Obviously, she left in like this big scandal. Yeah. She returned to the show, and it just didn't work. It was that weird season that was like haphazardly put together. Her ego clashed too much with Whoopi's yeah. ego. It like was fun to read about, like in the pages of Variety. Oh, there was there's so much <laughs> behind the, the scenes scandal. Yeah, but it was like awkward to watch the two of them interact. Remember that episode where she made Whoopi made her cry, and Rosie didn't appear for the next segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. when Laverne Cox co-hosted. Yes, or something yes, like that. yes, yes. Yeah, just like so. I think she was great in 2007, and if she were to have left it there and not come back, I might have her higher. Yeah. Well, I I think that season that Rosie was on is probably the best season mm-hmm. of all time. Which stay tuned for my ranking because she shows up pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're, we're, we're up to the top five now, okay. right? Unless you have anything else to say. No, I'm good. Okay. So who's your top five? Number five is Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Okay. Number four, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Number three, Nicole Wallace. Get out of town. <laughs> number two, Meredith Vieira. Okay. And number one, Joy Behar is the best part of the view. <laughs> well, <laughs> we do have some agreement here. Okay. So number five, I have Sherry Shepard. Okay. Uh, number four, I have Elizabeth. Uh-huh. Three, I have Whoopi, which a few years back I would not have her that high. Okay. Uh, but I'll, I'll explain that. Whoopi. Whoopi. <laughs> uh, number two, I have Rosie O. Mm-hmm. And number one... The best part of the view, Joy Behar. Joy Behar. So we're in this Facebook group called Joy Behar is the best part of the view, and it is literally the most active place on the internet. Yeah. Joy has so many fans there. I I think it's around like 6,600. Yeah, but like I post something in there and I get more engagement than I do like on my personal page with my friends yeah. and family. Like I'll, I, I will post like a happy photo of my life and like I won't get as much engagement as when I do when I post enjoy Behar is the, is the best part of the view. Shout out to our friends and family yeah. at that. Oh my God. It's Facebook truly, group. it's truly a safe space. I like, I hate Facebook actually. Like I don't even like you, like really using it that uh-huh. much other than to check in on that <laughs> Facebook group. <laughs> There's, like, people who, like, will be watching and just update the group on, like, if Joy's on or not. Yeah, there's... Lois is in charge of updating us. It's Thursday. (laughs) Joy is on The View. Joy wasn't on today. Oh, my God. Watch out. When Joy is not on, the group loses its mind. (laughs) They talk about it being a joyless world. (laughs) (laughs) They they don't... They're not... They refuse to tune in. Like, if you only paid attention to this group, you would think that the ratings when Joy was not on... (laughs) No one was watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad we agree. I mean, uh, well, it's not like I'm surprised. But, I mean, I think even besides the group, Joy is the only cast member who's been there all along except for the non-canon season where she took off last year when it was Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie Perez, uh, Nicole Wallace, mm-hmm. Whoopi. Yeah. And... 
Rosie L. You said Rosie O. Okay. but yes. That's fine. Uh, so, but then, but like, that was so amazing that she, she came back too yeah. after that one year. S- saved the show. Yeah. But she has, she always like, she, she, she does a good job of like breaking the tension. Uh-huh. Like whenever there's a major fight, for instance, the, the most major fight of all time, Rosie and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. who I have at number two and four, <laughs> like she was the one who was trying to calm them down. Oh, yeah. In that iconic yellow blazer. Yeah. Or- <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you haven't watched that, that big fight, I mean, that's a reason enough for Elizabeth to be a number four and Rosie to be a number two for me. Yeah. I've defended Elizabeth in the past and like everyone's like, oh, she's a Republican. She sucks. But I will say this. Elizabeth Hasselbeck had sort of the most... Arc. The most interesting arc. And the most natural progression on, like, LGBT stuff yeah. of anyone in that show. She started off, like, anti-everything. And yeah. she came around to yeah. full LGBT inclusion. And then she went to Fox and yeah. Friends, which, which ruined it. doesn't even, like, count. Yeah. Like, she's just getting paid to say whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's... That that's part of the reason for Elizabeth being there. I mean, I would say she's the most interesting of all their conservative uh, co-hosts, which is why I don't understand why you have Nicole at number three. I Are was rooting. I was rooting for her. I thought she was pretty good. Okay, and like she was a measured conservative, and that sort of like yeah, what we need in twenty sixteen. I mean, she's like a reasonable human, but I don't think that Sarah Paulson played her. And Marsha Clark. Yeah, well, Sarah Paulson won an Emmy for playing Nicole Wallace, uh-huh. in fact. So that's a fun fact. Um, but I had Sherry at number five, and I feel like you're very much underappreciating Sherry. Like, Sherry took a page from Star Jones' book of living her messy life, like, in the public eye. Like, she came on, like, nonstop talking about her custody issues, her ex-husband. It was, like, so... And now she... Awkward. Then she met that guy. She couldn't... uh, Sally, I think was his name. No, but she called him Sally. Oh. Uh, Like, she loved him. Da-da-da. She got married while she was on the show. And then they, like, hired someone to carry a child. And there's, like, the custody issue. And she's not even the biological mother of the child, but, like, has to pay child support because, like, Sally, like, conned her into it or something. It's such a mess. And then she was brought on this season. As a consult, Like a, a consult- correspondent. correspondent. Like, she's on, like, once a month. Yeah, Stacy's on more than she is. such a mess. But, like, I feel like Sherry, other than the big fight between Rosie and Elizabeth, probably the, the second most newsworthy view moment of all time was when Sherry Shepard didn't know that the world was round. <laughs> <laughs> so for that alone, she deserves that number alone. Five. Uh, so I, that's it for my list. Do you have anything else to say for your list? No, I mean like my one and two are self-explanatory if you know me as a human being. Yeah. So. so in case it was hard for you guys to follow, what we'll do is we'll post these two lists in their entirety on our, on our Tumblr, Tumblr page which is found easily at comethroughqueen.com. Yes. And you could follow along there. Cool. Okay. Uh, so now I think that just brings us to our last segment, the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Okay. So, Brennan, who is our Freak of the Week this week? So, our Freak of the Week this week is Michelle Bachman <laughs> because she has, since she left office, turned into... A bigger troll than I am. Yeah. And she posted that video 
in the New York subway station making fun of Hillary Clinton not being able to swipe her Metro card in one um, yeah. tri- in one try. <laughs> and I wanted to make her the one true queen for this troll-tastic <laughs> moment. But um, we decided to switch it up. Yeah. So to you, Michelle Bachman. Yeah, it's a good freak of the week. Yeah. It's not like a negative <laughs> one. She's wearing like... A, a zipper up hoodie, a backpack, and like I don't even understand what she's doing. Like she's not running for anything. Like what is her horse in the that's race? That's exactly <laughs> why it's so amazing. It's like that's if if I were a former politician, I feel like that's exactly how I would. It's act. like she's taking like a page from Sarah Palin's book, but like acting even loonier. Yeah, like, even Sarah. She's a Bethany haircut. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just want to... She's in New York. She's joined the cast. <laughs> Go get cocktails at Boutique. <laughs> okay, who is our queen, Daniel? Well, the one true queen... I mean, we already kind of gave you guys a taste of it, but the one true queen is Leanne Locken of Real Housewives of, of Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, so why is she the queen? Um, She is... She's just amazing. Well, I she, mean, she's the backbone of this new franchise. Yeah, I would say. she's the matriarch. All of the other women call her a bully. Yeah, she does charity. She was wielding a knife at the charity very like <laughs> aggressively. She's like stroking the knife while looking at like the two girls she hates. And when someone's speaking or giving a speech, she like interacts with them in like the most like outrageous way to make all the attention come to her. Yeah, which is great also she's like chastising the girls she doesn't like but also like pretending to support them like i'm really happy for you that you found comedy in mimicking (laughs) well that's like that's like so typical of southern women like that yeah yeah. bless your heart (laughs) so i mean she is the reason to keep watching i mean we like a bunch of the girls but she we can tell that she's i think in the preview, in the end of the preview for the season, she attacks the camera. Like, yeah. the cameraman, who's not a cast <laughs> member of the show. Uh, so she is our one true queen. So that's it. That's, that's it, it for this week. So, uh, you know, as we mentioned, it's come through queen.com, T H R U, because we can't spell. Uh, <laughs> also, I don't think we mentioned last week. Uh, but you can email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com. Again, that's T-H-R-U. Uh, we love fan submissions. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't already, check out the Come Through Queen remix by Allie Churchwell. You can find her at Winston Chipwell on Twitter. Uh, we've posted that to our Twitter and Tumblr accounts. Uh, and also, you know, we want to give a special thanks to Alex Hurst, who you can find at, at Alex S. Hurst, H-U-R-S-T, who provides... The vocals. He came through with the vocal. <laughs> uh, many of you thought that was Brendan. My mother thought it was me. My mother <laughs> called me and said, you sing beautifully. So uh, we wanted to set the record straight. That is not Brendan. That is Alex. Um, so Brendan, where can we find you online? To learn more about Brendan, find him <laughs> at twitter.com slash not Brendan. Okay. Um, and you can find me at... Uh, IDK, IDK, and also, I'm going to keep plugging it, I got my other podcast going on for all you gamers out there, the EXP Share, um, I'm doing promo for that as well on my Twitter account, so you can't miss it. <laughs> um, so, like... Come through with the promo! Uh, yeah, it's come through with the promo. Uh, if you haven't already, like, 
subscribe to us on iTunes, write a, a nice review, give us some stars. Like the Dallas Send us a postcard. The Dallas women holding five stars. That represents how many stars you should be giving us. Yes. Um, heart, share, retweet, and then I guess we'll just see you next week. Love me, love me, please retweet. Bye. I wanna see ya. Come through, queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.